0: In an environment of health disparities amplified by a national pandemic, racial injustice, Providence is committed to improving diversity, equity, and inclusion in our communities, workplaces, schools, and more. What happens now? How do we cope? What's the impact on our overall health and mental wellness? The Culture of Health will focus on what the future of healthcare looks like in today's changing culture. Together, we will discuss how we turn the conversation of culture and healthcare into lasting and meaningful action. Well, I'm your host, Mary Rinoff, and here with me today is Saliha Akangbe, a certified postpartum and birth doula, and she is the equity and community engagement lead with the Swedish Doula Program. Swedish Health Services, for those of you who don't know, is an affiliate of Providence. Today, we're talking about racial disparities in health care, specifically during the birthing experience. We'll be discussing a unique program at Swedish birth centers and how it's addressing the Black maternal health crisis and providing cultural awareness. Before we start, I want our listeners to know that the information provided during this program is for educational purposes only. You should always consult a healthcare provider if you have any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment. So let's get started by welcoming our guest today. Hello, Sallyha.
1: Hello, Mary. Hello, everyone. I'm going to give you a really easy
0: one to start with. Can you just tell us a little bit about your role within the Swedish Network?
1: Yes, um, I am the Equity and Community Engagement Lead a lot of with the Swedish doula program. So a lot of what my role looks like is I'm running the Black Birth Empowerment Initiative. And I'm also um, supporting my white counterparts in spaces and showing up for and advocating for Black women and Black birth workers.
0: Well, that sounds like a pretty impressive role. I didn't even know that we had that role. Is that fairly new? Or have you been doing it quite a while?
1: It's it's fairly new, actually, Um, when I started the Black Birth Empowerment Initiative back in 2020 um, is when we kind of had to create the role in a sense. Um, And that is just because I was previously I was the lead postpartum doula with the Swedish doula program. And when I transitioned over, we had to kind of make something fit into the creation of Bay. And that's what it was. Well,
0: today we're here to talk about the racial disparities that exist for Black people giving birth. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those larger issues, but let's start with the basic. What role does a doula play during the birth process and how is that different from what we might think a nurse or a doctor does?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question, actually. So um, doulas are a large part of supporting the birthing parent as well as the family. So Generally, doulas are hired. Um, it c- a doula can be hired pre-pregnancy. A doula um, can also be hired at the beginning of pregnancy. Um, but regardless, the doula is going to be with the birthing family for however long during the pregnancy, as well as during the labor and delivery the whole time. Um, and then they also are with the parents postpartum. So a lot of the times that um, means that the relationship is also a lot um. It's, it's a lot tighter in a sense because um, the doula has been with the family for a very long time. When you're going into the birthing space, um, the doula is supporting the parent physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in whatever ways those that birthing parent needs, as well as the family, so that the birth is very smooth um for them and they're just able to birth in the best ways in which they want. When we take it out um of the doula and then we go to the nurse's position, we're looking at someone who um is there, they have multiple people who they are having to um keep watch on in a sense. And then they're also charting and they're also kind of there to support the providers, um, as well. So that's like our OBs or our midwives. Um, they're going to be the ones kind of like on standby whenever something's happening. Um, they're also just there to, um, really, like I said, support this, um, the medical, in a sense, the medical part of the birthing process. And then the providers are there, they're catching the babies. They're also um, there in case of any emergencies. And they, they just have a different outlook. They also have multiple patients during that time. Um, and so the way in which they are going and being able to um, be with the person in the room, it's a little bit more medical um, than the doula.
0: I always thought, it was interesting that, you know, especially in today's times where you may not deliver with the same doctor that you've been, you know, going with the entire pregnancy, that if you had a doula, not only would you have that consistency, but also you kind of have that emotional side of it, right? Like there's a lot of mental health aspects and emotions that go into birthing. And so do you feel like one of the roles you play is almost to be that person's counselor at times?
1: So I want to go back and say absolutely to the doula being with um, the birthing parent, And building this relationship and the doctor, sometimes you do not get the OB or the midwife that you've been um, seeing the entire pregnancy. Um, When it comes down to whether or not we're like counselors, um, sometimes when we're doing like lactation, some people are counselors, but we like to stay within our scope. And so I like to think of it as more of um, someone who's like an extra part of your family who's bringing, um, all of this other, all of this knowledge and support to you and just holding space. Um, and so even if a client is going to be telling information and, you know, processing certain things, you're not coming from a medical or, um, a medical point of view that's going to be advising them in this way that, um, that you shouldn't be. I'm just gonna say it plain, like there's a certain scope right. in. And so <laughs> when it comes down to like counseling, um, that word is just a little bit tricky, but you definitely are there to hold space in a sense. And so whenever they are, um, needing to talk about something, anything like that, you are going to be there. You're going to listen and you're going to empower them to make decisions on their own. And sometimes sometimes that also looks like empowering them to um, feel comfortable enough to go to their provider and get the resources that they need um, for their situation.
0: It's it's almost like having your, your mom or your sister there, only somebody way more qualified in the birthing process. Um, it, it sounds to me like less more of the emotional side but really being an advocate for, for the person giving birth so is is that something that you would say is accurate are you pretty much
1: advocating for your patients and
0: helping them advocate for themselves
1: absolutely absolutely um advocating for the client is a very large part of what it is that we're there to do um because we're always we're always listening we're always paying attention and we are always putting them in what they want first we do not put what everyone else is saying and advising first. Um, And even if what they say doesn't necessarily settle well or sit well with us, we want to be able to allow them to feel comfortable enough to come to us and say that and then still um, help them to empower them to make those decisions and go to the people who can definitely, like, advise medically or anything like that. So... um, And if they're not being heard, vice versa. So like if the providers are coming to them and saying, this is what you need to do and not taking into consideration what the client is asking for, um, we are a big part of like really helping slow things down so that the client can process and get to where it is that they need to go um, and feeling good about the fact that they've done it.
0: What, what would an example be of advocating for, for the person giving birth maybe during an active labor?
1: Yeah, so honestly, active labor, um, for those listening, if you've ever been going through active labor, um, I like to say that folks are a lot of times primal, um, especially when it's unmedicated. Um, they are really in their birthing process, like hundred percent in, um, they're going through contractions. They're going through, um, the process of bringing their baby here. And a lot of the times it can be extremely distracting when, um, when providers or nurses are coming in the room and they're asking questions and they want to move, um, you know, they want to move the monitors around and they want, they want to do all these extra things that, um, are a distraction to you. And it takes a, it's really great when you're able to have a doula who's present in the room and able to, um, kind of secure you. Um, and so a lot of times what that looks like is helping, um, with the birth plan, helping with birth preferences, um, making sure that these things are very prominent and showing up in the birthing space and so the providers are able to have this information um right on hand so they don't have to necessarily just go and um ask the parent while they're like in the middle of a contraction what it is that they need it's already written. Um, another part of advocating looks like um being able to read the room and if the provider isn't allowing the birthing person to go through the process how they want to be and how they need to be. I'm really um, kind of stepping in and how I would generally do it is like, you know, actually let's, let's take things down a little bit and let's really allow for this person. Like, do you need time? Do you want time with your partner to think about these decisions um, that they're asking you to make? Do you, do you need this? Do you need that? Like really allowing it, giving it back to them um, in a sense. And um, some sometimes advocating looks like taking a provider out of the room and letting them know that um, just how the vibe of the room feels. It feels like they may be coming from a very, um, Bias position with some of the things that they are presenting and just how like we can really work together so that that isn't the case because the the parent needs to be put first and that's it's uncomfortable and sometimes that just looks like speaking up speaking out um in the ways in which you need to be and a lot of times black patients are hiring doulas to make sure that um, they are in a sense protected so that they can birth in a very healthy way
0: well, I think that's it's such an important topic that we're discussing. And and I did the the research, Saliha, and I was appalled to find out that maternal death rates are are rising in, you know, in the last few years and, and even more yeah. so higher than they were maybe even in the twenties. Um, and I do know also that that Providence and Swedish are like among the health systems with the lowest maternal death rates, but they still there people are still dying. So talk to me a little bit about why we're seeing that, but more so why are we seeing it so much more in the black community? I think I read that black women are three to four times more likely to die from pregnancy than their white peers. Explain that to me if you
1: can. Um, honestly, I, racism, <laughs> the the biggest way to just describe what's happening is, um, racism. So we look at systemic racism and we look at the foundation of, um, the foundation of what, for instance, Obi was fo- was founded on. And for me, when I say when I think about something, I'm I'm looking at the history of it to understand it. And the history of it is extremely racist. And so, when you are dealing with a group of people, um, and caring for a group of people, and when I say a group of people, I mean specifically Black women. Um, when you're dealing with a group of Black women who are generationally, we're carrying a lot of our ancestral trauma um, within our bodies. And you honestly need to be cared for in a very, um, I don't want to say special way, but in a way that really puts you first in a way that really listens to you and hears you. Um, But when you have a system that is, that is held up with a with the with providers who are basically choosing and putting racism first and anti black blackness first and not caring for the black body first when they're putting all of these things first they do not see you and so we're looking at women who are then coming into a birthing place and wanting to just deliver and have a very healthy and good experience, but there are all these barriers there because um providers are, are putting those these things first um, ultimately. And so and so when that's the forefront of what the hospital is looking like um, and that's where most black women are giving birth, we're going to see these rates. We're going to see them continue to climb as long as they are not putting the, um, the black woman first, as long as they are not listening, um, as long as they're not caring for, as long as they are not having compassion for the black woman, we are going to see these problems.
0: Do you think a lot of it comes from the fact that the, the, the people that are delivering these babies don't necessarily, I don't know, relate to black women. They don't look like black women. They don't have the same (laughs) understanding as black women. Is, Is that a piece of the puzzle?
1: Um, I think it is a piece of it, actually. Um, we we didn't see a lot of the maternal um, mortality rates like how they are now. We didn't see it back um, when we had grand midwives who were um, the Black midwives in the South and um, within the Black communities. We weren't seeing women die like this. Um, we weren't seeing babies die like this. Um, and so I think that when you have providers who don't look like them and honestly if you take it outside of what a person is looking like when you have a provider who just cannot show compassion to another human being because of the fact that um you don't relate to someone you're that's it's problematic Um, When you're in a position of being a doctor, when you're in a position of being a midwife or being a nurse, um, you should be able to step into a space and care for people, um, especially black women. And when you learn the history of this country, you should be able to step into a space and take care of these women. Um, As long as you are prioritizing your own bias and as long as you are catering to that and nurturing that, you are not going to take care of the black woman. Um, and so as long as they put that first, that's that's always just going to be the, in my opinion, the main, the main issue.
0: Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna continue talking about the Black Birth Empowerment Initiative, which is such an important topic. Um, in the meantime, for those who want more information, visit Swedish.org and search for Black Birth Empowerment Initiative for more information. Mm-hmm. We are back on culture of health and we are joined by our guest, Akongbe, and we are talking about the black maternal health crisis right before we went to break. You were talking a little bit about systemic racism and, and how that's really impacted maternal health, especially amongst black women. So talk to me a little bit about this black birth empowerment initiative and how it's addressing some of those issues.
1: Yeah. So the, the black birth empowerment initiative, um, and I'm going to call it Bay a lot. Um, it's our acronym. Um, So Bay um, puts Black doulas in the position of being able to be with a hospital-based doula program um, and really have, in a sense, security to address the things that they are seeing firsthand in the hospital and being able to really um, shift certain policies and, and things that are Within Swedish hospital itself, so the doula program in itself. So Bay is actually kind of like an extension of the doula program. So the doulas, the Black doulas who are joining the Swedish doula program, are automatically included with Bay, um, and they are able to. Once again, they're in the they're the ones on the front line. So they are the ones who are seeing what's going on. They're experiencing firsthand um, what's happening live, like in the hospital Um, and when these things happen, we are able to um, find out because of course, they're communicating with us sometimes in the moment Um, and we are able to take action, sometimes very much in the moment. So like for instance, if you're a black woman supporting a black client and um, your client is not allowed, they're not allowing you to go in for a C-section and the anesthesiologist hasn't been the one to make that call, but it's a nurse. Um, A lot of times our doulas are calling us like, hey, I'm having this situation right now. Um, Policy is saying that I'm allowed um, in the operating room, but they're not allowing me in. And then we'll have either me or the lead doula call the charge nurse at that moment, have a conversation and advocate for our doulas to be able to show up in the hospitals at those times and then when we see different policies and things that are um that are not necessarily for black women especially during COVID, um we are able to really advocate and change sit sit in the room with those who are making these policies and um really help change and shift these things and then us so me my white counterparts who are also leads within the program are able to um are able to, like I said, really show up and speak on behalf of our doulas to make sure that the policies are reflecting um, what it is that we need as Black doulas um, to support our clients. So, um, taking it back to um, Bay, that program, this program is specifically centered to making sure that um, our clients are able to have the support in which they want and need. And then our doulas are really taken care of. That's that's the biggest part of it, I guess, for me, is making sure that our doulas have someone like me who can show up for them when they are in predominantly white spaces, um, as well as just making sure that we are prioritizing um, them, their mental health. Because as a Black doula, you are having to hold space, and a lot of times you're internalizing these things that you're seeing. Um, And so for me, wanting to make sure that they have spaces where they can debrief, or they have access to group therapy, or they have um, places where they can just go and feel all of their Blackness and feel good about that, and have people who are going to support them 100% in doing that. Um, So I I hope that answers the question.
0: Oh, it's a great answer. Am am I, then I'm making an assumption here, but does that mean that all of your doulas are black?
1: So all of the doulas within the Black Birth Empowerment Initiative are black, but remember, so the Bay is inside of the Swedish doula program and we have um, white, Asian, um, Latinx doulas all within the program as well. And I want to say there may be some other races and ethnicities that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but um, the ones who are with Bay are black African-Americans. So whether that is African or um, those who are African um, slave descent or as long as you identify as black, you're included with the benefits of what Bay is bringing. It
0: sounds like a wonderful program. How how would I if if I were a woman who fit this program? How would I find out about it? How would I sign up for it? Is it available at all of the Swedish birthing centers?
1: So yes, it is um, available at all of the birthing, at all of the birthing centers. So our doulas are independent contractors, um, and what that looks like is you are hired by a client, and then depending on where it is that. You are located, and the client is located, and where they are delivering, um, you then show up in that space. So, the Swedish Doula Program, we are all working at, from home in a sense. We're in our own spaces, working in the communities, but you have kind of like a program that you go to. You don't have to go in office anywhere. Um, it's just that when someone hires you, wherever it is that they are birthing, you go to you go there to them. Um, and you're also showing up like in their homes and things like that. And we are very, it's, we have our website um, that is up. And then for me, I very much speak about it um, in any space in which I can for people who want to join. Um, if you're a part of the Black community, whether that be through Facebook um, or like, you know, just in the physical spaces, um, it's something that, that people are definitely talking about. And when it's time for us to hire, we bring on as many Black duels as we can.
0: So if, I I guess earlier we talked about the fact that you might not see your same OBGYN or the person who delivers your baby may not be the same. If I come into this program and I'm in this, this Bay program, will I most likely have the same doula at my delivery or will I meet with several, several doulas so that I have comfort level with whoever's going to be there on that day?
1: So yeah, whoever you hire is going to be with you. So let's say you're just a couple months pregnant and you interview um, four or five black doulas and you like one doula, you pay for that doula or for Bay, um, If you go with the funding that we have for um, patients who are on Medicaid, you um, you are. You interview the doulas and then you choose the doula that you want. And then that doula sticks with you your entire pregnancy. The only time you would, um, in a sense, get another doula is for postpartum. And that's only in some cases because some of our doulas are both birth and postpartum.
0: That makes perfect sense. Um, I know that you, or at least I was told that there's a postpartum care package that has touch points that are really specific to black clients. And I think it lasts maybe six weeks following the birth. Could you talk a little bit about what kind of care is provided with that? What comes in it?
1: Yeah. So I want to just bring it back to the fact that our doulas are independently contracted. So the way in which they show up in the space um, is really up to the family as well as the doula for them to determine that together. Um, once the family hires them, it's really important that they find that connection with whoever they hire. And it's in alignment with that, um, with what it is that the doula is able to bring. So we um, kind of set like these minimum standards. And for postpartum, it's mainly the hours um, that the doula is going to be present in the home. And as a doula, you can choose to do more. You can, um, But what we give is like the minimum in a sense. So how that looks it's it's always great to have a black postpartum doula if you are a black parent because they're going to tell her um to the needs and to the family's cultural needs as well um they are going to show up in the ways in which the parent needs them to show up they are going to look at um look at anything in which the parent um the parent needs to address. So whether anything like morbidity is showing up during um, postpartum that may um, be coming from pre-pregnancy pregnancy or from the birth the black the black doula is going to be paying attention to these things um, they're going to be advocating for the client to make sure that they prioritize themselves so that they can get the medical attention in which they need um, that also has a lot to do with the mental um, health issues that are coming up so postpartum depression anxiety as well as psychosis whenever you have a doula who's present um, and they're taking notice to certain things like that they're able to really find and support you in finding the best um, ways in which these things can be addressed early on so that they don't later on become a problem for you. They're also going to be in the space supporting with um, breastfeeding. So a lot of times um, breastfeeding, initiating and making sure that clients can also continue breastfeeding if that's what they're choosing. And that's a very large part of like what they're saying is helping to address the infant mortality rates in which we're seeing in the black community as well. Um, Having a black doula in the space is also very beneficial postpartum because that black doula is going to very much be able to relate to the mother, being able to relate to the partner, the grandmother, the auntie, whoever else is coming in, and really just educating, supporting, providing resources to just help um, with whatever it is that the client needs and catering to those needs specifically.
0: Well, I imagine that this this is just a small step toward where we need to get to. I mean, we've talked quite a bit about systemic racism and kind of this unconscious bias bias. But tell me a little bit, like I know this is a small step, but do you see this expanding? Do you see this program being kind of a starting point into other programs that you you think we should look into?
1: Absolutely, I I really hope so. Bay is a baby. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's been almost a year. Um, and so it's extremely new, and it's. Also, from what I know, it's the first in the country, at least attached to the hosp- attached to a hospital in this way. Um, and I really hope that um, we're able to expand it right now. It has a lot to do with just catering to the individual doula, making sure that the doula is able to have um, good pay for. For supporting a client who isn't necessarily able to pay or on Medicaid. Um, it, it caters to the client being able to get the support in which they need, but how I, I'm hoping that Bay can get a lot bigger. I'm hoping that we can um, have it expand in a way that brings in um, Black providers where they can then begin to help shift and make policy changes. And I'm also hoping that um, It can have a lot more to do with, like, you know, the community coming in and showing up and speaking um, to things and also being able to make certain changes um, that need to be made to support Black women. And then it would be great, honestly, if every hospital around um, and within this country could follow suit. Um, I think it would be great for us to be able to make sure that the doula who's really showing up like community in the birthing space is able to be prioritized um, as a as a partner within the care team and as a team member and as someone who um, is always putting the client first.
0: Well, I know we're almost out of time, but I feel like we would be doing a disservice if we didn't at least pick your brain for just a moment for, for women listening who maybe aren't in the Swedish network, but really want to advocate for themselves as a black woman giving birth in this time where, you know, maternal death rates are rising. What, what piece of advice would you give them to, to focus on around their care?
1: Um, so that, that's a little bit of a tricky question, not really tricky. And it's just because the first thing that's coming to my mind is that it is, extremely important for them to know that they are not the ones who are at fault here. Um, In regards to how things are, and even the fact that you have to advocate in a way that sometimes Black women are advocating, it's just that they are blatantly being ignored. Um, I want to be very clear that it's not the job of the pregnant person to break down barriers that providers are, are prioritizing over them. Um, And I also want to just speak to the fact that no matter your circumstance or situation, um, you should be allowed to um, and empowered to birth how you want. And the system is the thing that has failed you. You have not failed in any way, shape or form. Um, I would say for those who want to advocate for themselves, um, who may not be able to hire a doula, that um, it's important that you know that everything that's happening within the hospital is a choice. Um, and ask the provider to slow down. Ask for time. Ask for um, more information. Ask to ask for information so that you can outweigh the risk as well as the benefits, um, the risk and the benefits in regards to anything that they are presenting to you. And Google, Google, social media. Find the doulas within your community. Find the people within your family who have also experienced these things. I like to say that our the women in our families were our first doulas, um, and sometimes they know a lot because they have they have gone through very similar things. And so, just getting getting this information um, from how wherever you can, so that you can really. Um, Just know what it is that you want and being able to really show up in the ways of like, this is what I want. This is what I need. Stick to it. I would say not to ever allow anyone to feel like you're overreacting, not to allow anyone to ever feel like you're being ridiculous or too outspoken or too aggressive. These are the things that people often say about black women. That we are too aggressive, that we're too passionate, that when we speak in a certain tone or anything like that, we feel like people feel like we're um coming at them or never allow the things that people assume about you to actually define you and be unapologetically black and be all that you are and show up in the spaces where you get to say, yes, this is what I want. This is not what I want and stick with it. And um, once again, if you can get support from your family or from your local doulas, definitely, definitely reach out and get it.
0: Nobody listening could doubt your passion, and I am so grateful for you spreading the word and the work that you do, and for those encouraging words to people, because I think we do have to encourage people to take a stand and, and advocate for themselves and to not apologize for that. So, Celia, thank you so much for joining us today on Culture of Health and everyone for listening. We look forward to future topics with more experts from Swedish and Providence. For those who want more information about the topic today, feel free to visit swedish.org and search for the Black Birth Empowerment Initiative. Make sure to listen to future shows on Dash Radio under Future of Health Radio or your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to follow us on social media. We can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Providence and on Instagram under Providence Health Systems. To learn more about our mission programs and services, visit swedish.org and providence.org. Thanks for listening.